Well, welcome to another edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Glad you are here today. Uh, it's, it's Everyone Wednesday here on The Bottom Line Show, which means we've got a lot of stuff to give away, free stuff. But it's also, it's going to be kind of like Movie Wednesdays. As a matter of fact, so many great films being released on the faith-based side of the equation. We're going to be talking about movies just about every day this week. And so if you do like uh, Christian films, faith-based films, I'm glad you tuned into the Bottom Line Show. And I realize there are other things happening in the world. Obviously, there's wars and rumors of wars and economy things and stuff like that that we will also be dealing with. But first and foremost, I wanted to kick off today's program by getting you queued up for something. If you like faith-based movies about the nativity scene and the nativity itself and the birth of Jesus Christ, then you've tuned in the right place this hour. Dr. David Jeremiah is going to join me, and we're going to talk about that very issue, the question, why the nativity? Why that is so important, uh, central not only to our Christian faith, but also to what's happening in the world right now in terms of why any of this stuff matters. I mean, you, you can't stress this enough. It's amazing to me to see what happens to people when they have a sense of purpose. I'll never forget my son. Actually, this is kind of a fun story. Uh, Gail Conroy is a woman whose voice that you hear on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. Gail has been working in the public affairs department at uh, WMUC, our sister station in Detroit, for many, many years. And so she's the producer, kind of the recording engineering person of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And so we've gotten to know each other over the past, we're in our fifth year now of doing NCR. And um, the other day on her social media page, on her Facebook page, she posted a picture of Farrell's Diner, Farrell's Restaurant. Now, anybody in Southern California, I don't know what it was like in NorCal, but growing up, Farrell's was the coolest place in the world because, yeah, they serve food, but their ice cream dishes were amazing, right? The, the Farrell's trough and the zoo and, you know, the, the, the big old Sundays that they had. It was a ton of fun to go to Farrell's. Well, I was very surprised to see that Gail posted something about uh, Farrell's as a child in Detroit. And I'm like, wait, well, Farrell's was in Detroit? And so I kind of posted a little deal that said, hey, um, Farrell's is a part of our family history too. I remember lots of Little League parties there, you know, when I was a kid. And then as he got older, you know, the Farrell's kind of went away for a little bit and then they uh, resurrected it in Brea. And I think there was one in Mission Viejo Mall. My son, Jake, that was his first actual paying job was as a, a food runner at Farrell's. And uh, he did that for a couple of years before he moved on to Starbucks and went to Cal State Fullerton. And now, but praise God, he's the director of instrumental music. He's the band director at his alma mater at Laguna Hills High School. Just started that uh, last month. So uh, congratulations, Jake. It's been a long road from going to Laguna Hills High School and working at Farrell's to now teaching and going to Laguna Hills High School because you work there. Anyway, so I posted that up there and, and we just kind of had a fond memory. And I immediately taken back to this whole sense of purpose uh, to a text message exchange I had with my son, which I've shared on the program before. When Jake got his first job, his sisters went entered the workforce a little earlier. Uh, his older sister, Emily, uh, wound up calling me one day while I was at work, producing the Homeward Ministry program, and said that she'd gotten a job as a hostess at a local islands restaurant. And uh, I asked her what motivated her to go out and get a job, I mean, other than the fact that her dad always has a ton of them. And she said, I just wanted to have a little more freedom, a little more, you know, some spending money. And ironically, talk about foreshadowing, Emily's husband, Brian, actually worked at that same restaurant, though they didn't know each other. They worked together for about three weeks because before Brian moved on. And we like to have, you know, it's kind of fun to see how God foreshadowed their relationship. They're now married and expecting their second child. 
But when Jake got his job, it took him a little while to get into the workforce. It was tougher to find jobs. There was a lot of online interviews and, you know, robo, you know, forecasting to see who was going to be a good fit. So when he finally got the job at Farrell's, he worked his first job. And the night he finished up his job, I mean, I didn't want to go down to the restaurant and, you know, have him run out my food, you know, embarrass him on his first day. So I just kind of took a step back and I finally sent him a text afterwards and I said, so, hey, how was the first day at work? And I'll never forget what he wrote to me. I've, I've been preached on this probably, this, this was 12 years ago this happened. He wrote back and he said, dad, it is so nice to be useful. And I thought, wow, what a, what a powerful statement. When we think about people who are receiving the social welfare, for example, and oftentimes, you know, I, I question this about Christian charity as well as government charity, because sometimes I wonder, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but sometimes I wonder if we make it a little too easy for people. And here's the reason why. God created us to be creative and productive. The whole idea, this, you know, I was reading some article uh, online a couple days ago about the guy who's credited with being the father of capitalism. I'm like, wait, what do you mean the father of capitalism? You know where capitalism is found? It's in the book of Genesis. When God says, be fruitful and multiply, the idea is, hey, you know, some of you are going to be farmers and some of you are going to raise livestock and some of you are going to be builders. And everybody, the, the idea with the fruitfulness was you grow a particular crop and you keep enough of that crop for your family to live on, to eat, whatever. And then take that into the marketplace and you can exchange it with other people for the crops that they have uh, so that you get a more well-rounded diet. You can actually sell it for a profit to other people. I mean, that that's God's plan A. Anybody who says capitalism is a bad system is wrong. Capitalism, the system is not wrong. It's what people who are in a sinful state have done to corrupt it. And so the idea that my 17-year-old son was working this job and saying, it's nice to be useful, means he has a sense of purpose, a sense of belonging. He, someone came in, they had worked hard to you know, make enough scratch to go in and buy the meal, and then they wanted to have a good time, and this is how they use their discretionary income. And then he was working with the chefs who were putting it together, and uh, probably cooks at Farrell's. I don't know how many chefs were working there at a place that made burgers and fries, but nonetheless. And then he would take that, they would put it on the plate, he'd run it out to the, the customer, place it in front of them, and then they'd have a great meal, and then the you know, busboys would come and clean it up afterwards, and, and, and he was part of that process, and he could see the usefulness. And he could see the purpose. And brothers and sisters, may I submit to you right now that I believe that what a lot of people are drowning in is a lack of purpose. They're looking at how pointless their lives are. They don't really have anything or anyone to live for. So it's another vacation, another home, another car, more money on the job, another spouse, a, a, an extramarital affair, drug use, whatever it is, because they're trying to fill that void of purpose. And one thing that we in the body of Christ definitely do have is a sense of purpose. We don't just celebrate Christmas because it's the most wonderful time of the year where we get to give gifts and go to holiday parties, et cetera, et cetera. No, we celebrate Christmas because we are honoring not only the nativity, the birth of Jesus Christ, which changed the course of human history, but it's when literally, as Michael Card sings in his song, I think it's called Could It Be, when eternity stepped into time, when God forever, God the sovereign, God omnipotent, God omniscient, God omnipresent stepped into the body of Jesus Christ. The Son of God embodied man, 
walked among us, was born of a virgin, and literally was born, I mean, birthed from his mother's womb, crying, baby noises, spit up, diaper changes, all of that, adolescence. I mean, the, the whole shooting match and lived a sinless, perfect life. It's amazing how many people now are flocking to hear the good news of the gospel because their life is so empty. Back in 1979, uh, Campus Crusade for Christ International uh, had a ministry that created something called the Jesus Film Project. And that movie became kind of the centerpiece for how do you preach the gospel in a format that people who may not understand, they may not have written language, uh, they how do you communicate the message of the gospel to these people? They made this movie in 1979. And the goal is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Worldwide, since its release in 1979, the Jesus Film Project has led over 200 million people to faith in Christ. And recently, the Jesus Film Project and made an announcement that I thought was just so impressive and stunning at the same time. Whenever Greg Harris from Through the Bible is with me, we talk about the 3,000-ish languages that there are known to mankind and how the goal of Through the Bible is to take the whole word to the whole world, right? Well, guess what? The Jesus Film Project is about to release its 2100th, 2100th foreign language translation. 2100 languages now have basically they they show the film and then they overdub and they either you know transcribe at the bottom or they voice in 2100 languages right now the language in question is the warani language it's spoken by uh nearly 3000 indigenous amazonian ecuadorians it's the language that was spoken by the wadani tribe that was made famous, of course, in 1956 when, you know, the missionaries, you know, the story End of the Spear. You know, when Jim Elliott, Pete Fleming, Ed McCulley, Nate St. Roger Yardarian were martyred by this tribe in 1956. Now the Jesus Film Project has been translated into their native tongue. Here's the beauty of this. You know, people people will get all hung up. Okay, is Jesus black? Is Jesus white? Is he does he look Scandinavian? Does he look Egyptian? Does he look you know what? None of that matters. Here's what does matter. When Jesus says in the Gospels, "The sheep hear my voice and respond to it," and that's a Roger paraphrase. We know that the good news of the gospel is a spiritual matter. Yes, there are human voices attached to it when we're speaking the gospel and there are human actions attached to it when we're living out the gospel like our friends at Preborn do with the ultrasound technology where you show a woman who's expecting a child what that child looks like and it's completely different than what the world tells you the world says it's a bunch of kind of ooze and cells and you're just getting rid of those cells they don't tell you that when you look at a 4D ultrasound, all of a sudden it's like, wait, there's a face, there's a nose, there's a mouth, there are fingers, there are, that's a human being. I guess a picture is worth a thousand words. By the way, you can still give to Preborn. The uh, special double matching gift is in place now through tomorrow. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229. 
or go online to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com and follow the prompts at the Preborn banner. Your $28 donation makes it possible for one woman to have an ultrasound appointment that she didn't have to pay for. And 85% of the time when a woman has that experience, that child is then either placed up for adoption or born into that family. $28 becomes $56, $280 becomes $560. The $15,000 donation for an ultrasound machine becomes a $30,000 donation. So if you give enough for one ultrasound machine, you're basically giving two. 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now and make that donation. Take advantage of this two-for-one matching gift, this doubling matching gift, while it's still available through the end of the month, which is tomorrow. Movies about Jesus, so very important to see. And congratulations on the Jesus Film Project for now broadcasting this movie in their 2100th foreign language translation. Any way you slice it, though, the nativity scene is critical. And there are a lot more people this year in particular with wars and rumors of wars happening who are asking the question, well, why the nativity? You know, can't we just have an inflatable Santa Claus on our lawn or a reindeer on our roof or a Charlie Brown Christmas tree? Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Dr. David Jeremiah of Turning Point Ministries, been a longtime staple to all of our bottom line show affiliates all around the Western United States. Uh, last year came out with the movie, Why the Nativity? Ex- outstanding um, uh, visual presentation and we had a chance to talk with david jeremiah about that movie right before christmas last year I want to revisit that conversation on the other side of this break because we now also have a copy of the new why the nativity book that we're giving away today and some advent devotionals from dr david jeremiah we've got five of those so everyone wednesday lots of david jeremiah christmas resources for you to pick up and with our promise not guarantee but promise they'll get in the mail and get to you in time for christmas 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line dr david jeremiah joins us next as the bottom line continues well special guest joining me today here on the bottom line show for a special topic of conversation dr david jeremiah who's the pastor at shadow mountain church in san diego and also uh the teaching pastor on the Turning Point Ministry that you've heard on KBright, KCBC, and all across Crawford Broadcasting for so many years, has a thriving television ministry as well. And we're going to talk video here today. Uh, Dr. Jeremiah has a book called Why the Nativity that has also been made into a documentary motion picture, streaming on a lot of different services as well. Dr. David Jeremiah, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, appreciate the, the the work that you do, obviously, with the excellent Bible teaching of uh, Shadow Mountain and Turning Point. But thinking about after three decades, basically, of uh, producing this kind of programming for uh, you know audiences each and every year, uh, you know, you think about this now. Turning Point is turning to streaming platforms here to present this docudrama called Why in the Nativity. First of all, kind of give us a, a ninety-second overview of what we can find, what we can expect in this documentary. Well, it's it's based on a book I wrote back in 2006, which asks 25 questions about Christmas that most people don't know the answers to. And mm. that book became kind of the source. It was it was turned into a, a movie script, and um, we created a one hour and 25 minute movie out of it. And it is it's not shot in video; it's cinematography. It is one gorgeous, uh, beautiful movie. But it tells the story of Christmas 
and in the process answers some of the questions people have about why did the wise men not show up at the manger but came so much later or Mm -hmm. how did Joseph handle the fact that he found out his wife-to-be was pregnant and he knew it wasn't him and all of those things and they're they're literally uh, answered in that movie in such a creative way. I didn't write the script. Um, We have a creative guy on our staff named Paul Joyner who did all that. I did the narration and um, and God is really using it right now in ways that we never dreamed. I was going to say exceeding abundantly far beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. I mean, it must be really gratifying when you write a book like this a couple of decades ago and say that this is something that I, I God's laid on my heart to help ask and answer a lot of the questions that Christians don't even know that they don't have an answer for. But then to see it come together in, a, in an era right now where arguably people listen more with their eyes mm-hmm. than with their ears these days. And so the, this putting this on the big screen, what was it like for you the first time you saw it on the big well, screen? Well, it was, it was amazing. We had, a, we had a premiere up in uh, the Regal Theater in L.A. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, movie people were there uh, who some of them had helped with it. Others were just invited as guests. And I think everybody was totally shocked at the incredible quality of it because it is, you know, I, I, I want to say this in the right way and not in an, any mean-spirited way. This movie cannot be um, compared to other Christian movies. This is a Hollywood movie, and I say that uh, knowing that what I'm talking about is just the incredible quality that is in the production itself. It is one beautiful. and. You know, we put it on YouTube, uh, and it has now gone over 9 million views. Wow. wow. It's the number, a lot of people. Number oh, one movie on, on YouTube, believe it or not. I think that, that well, I, I'm not surprised, and, and because there are so many people who are looking, especially, and this is not just pandemic-related, but I, you've sensed this too, Dr. David Jeremiah, I'm sure, that more and more people, it, they'll say what they want to on Facebook and Twitter and social media, but deep down, the hearts of all people are longing and searching and, and, and looking for some kind of hope. Uh, what kind of responses are you getting from people outside the church? We're seeing this for the first time and saying, wow, I didn't realize there was so much more to Christmas than just what I've been taught. Well, you know, there's a, there's a movie rating group that rates all movies, and it only has four uh, wars. We got the top one. and Nice. And that helps a lot because that gives us uh, integrity to the movie and for people who may not be into uh, spiritual things. And we've just mm-hmm. been getting emails from all over the country. You know, the movie released uh, in Europe, mm, and uh, it's all over Australia and, and all the areas. So uh, we're just so thrilled that God has... I told somebody the other day, I know God likes this film, and they asked me why. I said, well, if you were a father and somebody shot a video of your son's birth in in brilliant color and surround sound. You'd like that, wouldn't you? I think God liked that. Oh, I love this. Dr. David Jeremiah is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're talking about the documentary movie called Why the Nativity. We've got the link for the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, you've committed, I mean, a lot of people have spent time over the years, you know, in media ministry, focusing a lot on radio, a lot on uh, eventually the internet and the written word. You've always had a good handle on the video side of things as well. Was it, has it been a big transition for you to be able to, you know, see that more and more people, I mean, radio ministry is still important, obviously terrestrial and whatever, but, but the video portion is probably now more important than ever before. Would you agree? Well, I can just tell you that, um, you know, we're, um, 
We're on over 3,000 radio stations in America, and most of them were on two or three times. So I don't know how many impressions that is, but somewhere between seven and 9,000 uh, hearings per day, uh, releases in America. But uh, next to television, radio is, is strong and stable, but it can't compete in terms of new names, in terms of financial response, in terms of penetration of a market. So, I mean, if you're trying to get the gospel out, you've got to realize that radio, you know, we started with radio, and it, it was a really strong and still is. And I have to tell you, the honest truth is I'm a radio guy more than I am. Yeah. A, 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 I started out in radio as I was just thinking about this yesterday. I was a disc jockey in Springfield, Ohio for, oh, for two fun. years. I, I, put, uh-huh. uh, I worked a 3 to 11 shift and put, it was a Christian station. I uh-huh. put on all of the... All of the back then, it was seven-inch reels uh, that had uh-huh. programming on it. I, I, I learned how to uh, back time a record uh, so that when you pushed the button, it actually started and you didn't right. hear a long pause. I did all that <laughs> stuff. I did the weather. I, I did the news, and so I uh-huh. love radio. I've always loved radio, but <clears throat> I realize how powerful television is and how powerful the movie sector is. And so we don't want to stop doing either one. And, of course, the new one for me that I'm just learning about is, uh, is social media. I mean, YouTube social media. And mm-hmm. we've just put that up there, and it's gone crazy. And, you know, you stop and think about how wonderful it is. You, you watch a movie on YouTube, and you like it. And at the bottom, there's a little thing that says share. All you got to do is push that button and put another address in. and it, So people not only watch it, but they share it, and it becomes... Uh, it just becomes explosive because that way everybody finds out about it. And little by little, it becomes um, it becomes a thing. I'm really grateful for that. Well, this movie sounds like such a great project, and I'm so grateful that we're talking about it today here on The Bottom Line Show. Dr. David Jeremiah is my guest. We're talking about the brand-new documentary called Why the Nativity. It's available on a variety, lot of different streaming services and some news channels. We'll take a quick break and go back with more of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Everyone Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah is my guest, and we're talking about his outstanding movie, Why the Nativity? Uh, this is a great resource that I highly recommend. You can you can view it online. You can show it at church. It's available in different languages. And there's also a book that goes along with this movie. And we have, I know we have at least one. This is what I saw in the prize bin before I came on the air today. I saw that we had one copy of Dr. David Jeremiah's book, Why the Nativity, and we had five 
different calendars, Advent calendars, from Dr. David Jeremiah. Now, today being the 29th of November, the Advent season officially kicking off on uh, on this coming Sunday, December the uh, 3rd. But I encourage you to contact us now. We've got six of these great resources, the five devotionals and the one book, Why the Nativity, for sure. And if more came in when the mail got here today and I didn't see them, uh, Crystal will be happy to take care of that for you as well. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, Dr. David Jeremiah from Turning Point and the Outstanding Production that uh, the folks at uh, Turning Point Ministries and Shadow Mountain Community Church have put together. Uh, it's nice to see a homegrown San Diego-based film project take the world by storm. But for those people who would say, okay, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds, okay, put that up as my nativity scene. But what is it about the actual birth of Christ at the nativity that is, is so important? And for us in the body of Christ, to a searching world that is searching for meaning and purpose in life, you find out that all of a sudden, once you receive the gift of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ into your heart, now what happens is your life has purpose. Your life has meaning. Not that you have a special purpose per se. That, that'll come in time when you figure out your spiritual gifts. But to know that life does have purpose and value and meaning. And the nativity is where all of that begins. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of my conversation with Dr. David Jeremiah next as the bottom line continues. Been hurt in an accident and you're wondering if you should call Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. You must. That's why insurance exists, to cover accidents. So you should use it. Stephanie worked in the insurance industry for over 20 years, and she knows their system, how to talk to adjusters, how they think, and how to get back from them all that you've lost. That could be wages, time, property, or anything else that the accident has taken from you. Every minute you wait hurts your chance to be made whole again. And Stephanie knows that the opposing insurance company is building a case against you, so time is a factor. Stephanie cares about the truth. She builds your case on a rock-solid foundation of honesty. She will give you a clear understanding of what to expect during the process, and Stephanie will ensure that the truth comes to light. If you or someone you know has been in an accident and you're not sure if you need an attorney, Reach out to Stephanie Cover now at kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R. Dr. David Jeremiah is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're talking about the brand new movie called Wine the Nativity and streaming in a variety of different places. We'll put a link for the film up at thebottomlineshow.com. There, there's a tendency for us in the body of Christ, Dr. Jeremiah, to say, I'm looking for a good Christmas movie. And let's go see one together. Or let's, you know, nowadays, let's watch the stream or, you know, find something mm-hmm. on YouTube. And I'm sure there are a lot of Christians who are going to see this and saying, okay, I know what this is. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised, <laughs> you know, I mean, because I've, I've been a Christian my whole life. What are what, some of the bigger surprises that people who've even been walking <clears throat> with the Lord for a while, what are the, the mysteries of the nativity that are hiding in plain sight that you bring to light in this movie? Well, you know, it's just the whole background and, and the setting of it. Uh, I think most people are surprised to find out how young Joseph and Mary really were. They weren't in their mm-hmm. mid-20s. They were in their mid to late teens. Um, I think the, the the beauty of the movie is it, it shows a little of the romance of of, uh, of Mary and Joseph uh, in the sense of you just seeing the look on their faces and playing against uh, the, the narrative that goes behind it. 
I think uh, a lot of people w- will be surprised at the uh, antagonism uh, that uh, the people of, of God faced in, in the Roman Empire and how uh, Rome came after them for taxes and they didn't do it nicely. Mm-hmm. I think it will, I think they'll be surprised as they see the agony of Mary's journey. The journey, the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem was 90 miles. Mm. And I always thought, you know, you, you, for some reason you think the journey is from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, which is just a little right. journey. But the journey from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem was 90 miles uh, with a donkey and walking much of the way uh, and, and the hardship of that. And, and then, of course, um, we expanded uh, the wise men a little bit because we thought that it, 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 it was it's not really clear that there were three of them. And we, mm-hmm. we wanted to show that the Eastern uh, people came. And at one place in this movie, um, there are nine different uh, nations represented. And uh, let me tell you, my favorite thing about this movie is, uh, and I have a lot of them, but this is, I think, my favorite. The guy who wrote the score to this movie uh, has written many of the uh, Disney scores. And he wrote this and sent the score to me before the movie was created. And I told him at the premiere, um, I said, um, I heard the score before I saw the movie, but I saw the movie in my head when I heard the score because it was it was so dramatic. I mean, the, the soundtrack for this movie is unbelievable. And uh, it. You know, I I don't know how much our listeners know about how these movies go together, but, you know, it's all shot, then it's edited, then it goes back to the person who did the soundtrack, and they make sure that the soundtrack matches what's going on on the screen. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how they do this. And the other thing that I was uh, really surprised at was how real the CGI stuff was. For instance, we built Bethlehem out here uh, 14 minutes from our headquarters building on a farm, uh-huh. And 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 the, the the gate to the city and all of the you know, the substantive things are just you know they're they're pure biblical you know they came right yeah. out of the scripture and they have a thing they call uh, dressing the set when they dressed the set they made sure everything looked so authentic mm-hmm. but we couldn't create the whole city of Bethlehem we couldn't we couldn't do that but we didn't need to we had the front end and the inside and CGI came and made a, a city out of it which is uh, wow. Uh, and so you see it and you say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> and, it, and So all of a sudden you see the whole city of Bethlehem. They did the same thing in the heavens during some of the heavenly scenes uh, that are toward the end of the movie. So we had the best of everyone working on this at the highest level, um, the very best cameras that money can buy and people from uh, the business of making movies helping us. And you know what? God used that whole production to really minister to a lot of professional people. Mm-hmm. When the, when we struck the movie and, and had to get done with it and all that, there were tears and hugging and and people, you know, I don't know all about the movie industry, but I understand that on some occasions it's not a happy place to be when you're working there. But we made this, uh, we wanted people to see this is how the community of Christ lives and works when they're doing something special and there was prayer and hugging and praying for people who were going through stuff. And 
you know, it was just, it was an amazing experience. The movie itself is great, but making it was almost even greater because of how God showed. And we had a lot of challenges. We were halfway through this when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so we had to shut it all down and come back and everything was much more expensive. And we, we, we had to really trust God during this time to get this done, but he's been faithful. You know, I'm talking with Dr. David Jeremiah today here on The Bottom Line about the movie Why the Nativity. Of course, you can see the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. I'm glad you had such a great experience, Dr. Jeremiah, on the set because uh, people don't realize, you know, we'll, we'll see a story like this and we might see, you know, uh, four or five characters, ten, maybe a couple of crowd scenes and stuff. But you had nearly a thousand people working on this set at one point, did yeah. you not? I mean, it was a yeah. huge crew. And most days there were a couple hundred people on the set. Yeah everywhere yeah. and they were working behind and working in me in the present and working ahead of time to get everything ready and we, yeah. you know the interesting thing is we it took us all this time um several weeks um doing this we didn't have one rainstorm uh, it was really wow. hot uh, hot a couple of days uh, we yeah. have a list of how much water we drank and a lot of stuff like that that's pretty amazing <laughs> but uh and then live animals we had f- we had uh, five camels and we had um nice. 30 some sheep and we had a really interesting if you got a moment we have a really interesting yeah. thing happened by the sheep i went there one day with my wife because she heard that the animals were going to be shot that day and not not literally shot but right <laughs> the filming but, filmed, right. <laughs> uh, but um when we got there uh paul joiner the director came to me and he said i want you to meet this guy he's uh, they call him the Wrangler. Uh, what he does is he gets the animals uh, that we need for the for the viewing, and so okay. he procured the camels. And uh, he, he, I met him. He's, a, he's an older guy, w- white beard, white hair. And he, he said, yeah. "You don't want to tell you my story." I said, "Okay." He said, "We tried to get the sheep here." He said, "I had them all set up, and uh, we were renting them from this woman. And when she found out there were other animals on the set, she wouldn't let us have them. And this was like seven or eight days before we had to have them." Oh no! And uh-huh. you don't get a, you don't get any doors with some of this stuff because you got a certain time schedule. You got to keep it. So he said, "I got on the internet, and I found this woman who had some sheep and might be willing to sell them." And she, I put my trailer behind my truck and drove down there and she had 30 sheep and they were in pretty good shape and she said yeah. we, we could he said i think he bought them i'm not sure but he said we could have them and and he was talking with her and he said where did these sheep come from she said well they were brought here for another um, big deal don't know what it was and she said they actually came from uh they came from nazareth oh my i said we had sheep <laughs> from nazareth Holy sheep in our field, in our movie from Nazareth, and wow. he's. I said, "You're kidding me, aren't you?" And he said, "No, sir, I am not. That actually happened. Mm. These sheep are, they were born and 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 raised in their early days in Nazareth. So, there wow. were so many things like that that we saw that God did, and I don't think any of us who were involved in it. You know, my whole family was involved in it. My grandkids. Mm-hmm. I have two uh, oh, granddaughters man. who were out there every day. Uh, during nice. the time of that, there was a there was some cattle on the on the farm out there, and one of the one of the cows uh, had a baby and had a hard time mm-hmm. with the baby, and <clears throat> the baby finally was born. And uh, my granddaughter was there trying to help, and they actually named the calf after her. So she's oh, got wow. a, she got a calf out there <laughs> named Zandy. Everybody teased her about <laughs> it. That, that was just it was just so much so much fun, so much work. Yeah, and yeah. now after three whole years of w- working on this, to see it, and to see how beautiful it is, and how God has got His hand on it, sir, I cannot tell you what that's like. Uh, and mm. 
Uh, I don't know if we'll ever do it again, but we did it this time, and we saw God. Uh, as one of my friends, uh, you know, God showed up and he showed off. <laughs> yeah, as rightfully so. I mean, yeah. as only he can. Dr. Yeah. David Jeremiah is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about the new movie, Why the Nativity. Uh, Dr. Jeremiah, we got a couple minutes left in our time together. I could We could tell stories for hours. I just love listening to you, uh, to share them and pull them off. Uh, what is your hope ultimately? I mean, obviously, everything you do is about preaching the gospel and, and seeking and saving the lost. But talk about what your hope is for this movie in particular right now. Well, point. I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend in India who named Satish Kumar. He's the pastor of Calvary Church there, which is, if not the largest church, one of the largest churches. I went there um, two years ago to preach for him on a Sunday. They have five services, and I preached to 100,000 people in one day. Wow. Wow. Uh, they have Christmas in their city. And they take over the city. They'll have 500,000 people at their Christmas mm. service this year. Man, he got, He's a tr- tremendous man. And he saw the, the video and he said, this has to come to India. So my first goal is this year between now and next Christmas, he is going to get it um, uh, dubbed into Hindi and Telugu. So it will cover the whole nation of India. The, the mm. not quite the large, but the largest nation in, in many respects going forward, billions of people to hear this, and it's not, it's just it came out in Spanish. In fact, uh, we have a Spanish church here, a part of Shadow Mountain. Uh, we'll have about a thousand Hispanics in the various places, and uh, they're going to see the film for the first time this week in Spanish. I haven't seen it. It wouldn't help me to see it because I don't understand right. Spanish. But, <laughs> yeah. but the, you know, the film is is getting in. You know, I I remember what happened with the Jesus film and how yes. God used that, and it was translated into every language. I know we won't ever be able to do anything as as broadly uh, re- received as that. But to tell the story of the birth of Jesus in the languages of the world in beautiful cinematography and with the true story being narrated uh, is a tremendous goal and dream. This film is not just for one year. I believe it's going to have a long shelf life, and I pray and hope that in the years ahead, instead of pulling Elf down off the shelf, uh, (laughs) families will pull down Why the Nativity and remind themselves again why we celebrate this season. I've always told people, I believe it more than ever, the real story of Christmas is more exciting than any other story you could ever find. So don't go find a substitute. Go to the core. Get the real story. And then you can enjoy the other things. But we can't leave Christ out of Christmas. And this film puts him right in the center of it. Amen. Amen. Dr. David Jeremiah, we're talking about the brand new movie called Why the Nativity, which is available on Turning Point Television and Turning Point Plus. Uh, Fox Nation has it. We've got the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. And Dr. David Jeremiah, I know this has been a crazy busy season for you and your team and everything. And we are so grateful for the time you've been generous enough to share with us today here on the program. Thanks for being with us here on The Bottom Line. Well, I'm sure you can tell it's not hard for me to be excited about this and, and talk to anybody about it. I'm, I am the number one PR guy for this film because I believe that <clears throat> this is one of the ways we can reach into the darkness. You also know, as you mentioned, uh, when you do this and you poke a hole in the darkness of uh, Satan, he doesn't like it. So we've had a little bit of spiritual warfare here, and and I don't expect it's over. But we believe that God is in, in, in control. And uh, so thank you for talking to me about it, and God bless you and all your listeners. And, and let's don't forget about how important radio is. 
Well, great to revisit that conversation with Dr. David Jeremiah today here on The Bottom Line. Why the Nativity is an outstanding movie that answers the question of why the Nativity is so important, not just for us as Christians, but for the world. And we've got a link for that movie at thebottomlineshow.com. We also have a copy of the book, Why the Nativity, along with five, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Christmas Advent devotionals from Dr. David Jeremiah. Would love to place them in your hands right now. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. As we continue on the other side of this break, more Christmas goodies for you. Uh, Pastor Lance Sparks, the Bible teacher on the Living Word broadcast that's heard every weekday morning, 9.30 a.m. here on K-Bright, and the senior pastor at Christ Community Church in West Covina, has written a great devotional book for the Advent season, The Christ of Christmas. Lance and I are going to talk about this, and oh, by the way, did I mention we have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five copies of that book to give away as well. Lots of great resources here on this Everyone Wednesday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Lance Sparks coming up next as the bottom line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com. Hit the Preborn banner right now. Well, a special guest joining me today here on the Bottom Line Show from a special location. If you're watching with us along at myhopenow.com, you see Pastor Lance Sparks, and you see Pastor Lance not in the studio. He's not in the studio with me here on the Bottom Line Show, but he's actually in the sanctuary at Christ Community Church. Lance Sparks, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. It's good to see you, brother. Roger, it's great to be with you. Thanks for letting me be a part of your show today. Well, especially with the, the Advent season fully in swing, and of course, the brand new book by Lance Sparks, The Christ of Christmas, The Man of Promise Foretold and Fulfilled, which we have up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, it looks like, obviously, the sanctuary is ready for Christmas, but talk about what's happening in, in terms of what you're sensing in the culture and why this book was so important for you to publish this year. I think that uh, over the years, we've done a series of books over the years, specifically around Christmas and Resurrection Sunday, uh, a trilogy that we did over the last 10 years. Uh, but this book was spawned out of the fact that uh, over the, the time which we preach on Christmas, and I do Christmas all throughout December. Mm -hmm. So there's five sermons every year uh, around the incarnation of the Messiah. And how do we best explain that to our people? So for 29 years, I've been preaching five sermons on Christmas in the month of December. 
Mm. And uh, it's, a, it's a great challenge for me because I want to be able to present the truth to the people that come, uh, as well as those who listen by way of KBRT, but to help them understand the importance of the arrival of the Messiah. And so over those years, we have talked about how do you know Jesus is the Messiah? How do you know that he is the one who was the promised son of man? And so we decided to put it in a devotional book for our people so that we could all do it together as a church. Love it. Uh, so everyone in the church has a book and they're going to go through each day with us concerning one of the promises. There's 25 different promises or prophecies and how they were foretold and then how they were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And so I'll preach on five a week uh, every Sunday. I won't go into mm -hmm. great detail, but peruse them for the church so they understand sure. how to present it to their children and to their family. I love it. I love it. And of course, we, we mentioned the KBRT connection. Uh, Lance Sparks has been on KBRT longer than the Bottom Line Show has. And I remember when we were first starting out and you guys used to be on in the afternoon, whenever I heard your theme song or the album music, I'm like, uh-oh, if I'm in the restroom, I better hustle into the studio because I'm up next. But I loved listening to your teaching then. Now, of course, you've been on 9.30 a.m. on AM 740 for a number of years. And of course, right. the senior pastor at Christ Community Church in West Covina, we've got the uh, uh, the link up at the bottomlineshow.com. This Christ of Christmas concept, I love the fact that you're taking Advent and saying, we're preaching the Christ of Christmas all the way through. We're not just trying to isolate certain things, and we're not going to get bogged down with Christmas pageants and stuff like that. We really are going to preach the Christ of Christmas. I would imagine you're finding more people who are coming to your congregation, Lance, and they're saying, hey, there's got to be more to Christmas than just you know, what's happening in the culture, especially when you see Israel and you see Ukraine and, you know, the, the, the things that are happening. And we realize that there are two different tracks here. I mean, there's the Advent, getting ready to celebrate the Lord's birth, but also yeah. anticipating the Lord's return. Talk about that, if you would, for a moment. Yeah, that's, a, that's encompassing the book, because you're talking about the arrival of the Messiah, not just his first coming, but anticipation of his second coming. Yeah. We've told the people at our church for all these years that how you celebrate the first Advent will dictate how you anticipate the second advent. Amen. And I think so many times we get bogged down, not just with culture, but with what's happening around the world during this time of the year, that we don't focus enough in on the coming of Christ and why he came. And so that's why we use the whole month of December to get people involved in spending time with their family in the word of the Lord, focused in on him sometime throughout the day, because there's so many parties, office parties, school parties, get togethers, church gatherings that people get just encumbered with. And so we're trying to get them to stay focused throughout the season. So we gave them 25 devotionals, 25 different prophecies that were fulfilled in Christ to keep them focused on this is why we're here. This is what we're celebrating. And this is what we're anticipating when Christ comes again. Pastor Lance Sparks is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. You hear him weekday mornings at 9.30 here on our flagship affiliate KBRT on the Living Word pro uh, broadcast. And then he's senior pastor at Christ Community Church in West Covina, Covina, where we are watching him today. And this is just kind of fun. I love being in the sanctuary on the off day. You know, I mean, oh yeah, it's, it's Sundays are happening, but I would imagine that, you know, you kind of wander in on a weekday and to see it all lit up and just kind of enjoy it. It's got to bring a, a sense of peace, a sense of, uh, you know, co comfort and quiet to you, Lance, I mean, with everything else that's going on in your world right now. I mean, uh, thanks for showing us, you know, the Christ Community Church sanctuary for our myhopenow.com listeners. But talk about why the, the decorations are important. You know, we're talking about de-emphasizing the cultural Christmas, but when you come to your worship service, and you see the lights and the trees and things like that, uh, there, there's a reason for it. There's more to it than just its cultural decoration. There is. And, and you know, we, 
we have 50 trees in our auditorium and foyer that we put up every year. Mm. And uh, th- th- we want people to understand that, that Christmas is not just a one day event. Uh, you know, Christmas is everything because everything pointed to the arrival of the Messiah in the Old Testament. And trying to get people to stay focused is one of the reasons we, we decorate the auditorium as we do, because we want them to realize that, look, this whole month is something that we celebrate. And it should be something we celebrate all year round, because without the incarnation, there's no redemption. Right. And so we realize that the coming of Christ is everything. And uh, helping people stay focused is so incredibly important. I wish that people would stay focused more so than they do. I wish we could have church every day of the week in December, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, because there's so much to talk about and so much to, to share with, with people. But our, our, our motive is to get them to take like the book, the Christ of Christmas, give it to their friends and family. And people have bought five, six, seven different copies to give them to their children, to their grandchildren. So they could do something with their friends and family at Christmas time as well. So that's one of the reasons we did this is because we're just trying to get the word of God into people's homes yeah. that they might understand what it is we're celebrating and how they can incorporate their children into something much more than just the giving of gifts and the receiving of gifts. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Lance Sparks is with me today here on The Bottom Line, Bible teacher on the Living Word, broadcast at 9.30 every weekday morning here on K-Bright and senior pastor of Christ Community Church in West Covina, talking about their book, The Christ of Christmas, The Man of Promise, for, Foretold and Fulfilled. There's a link up at thebottomlineshow.com. We've got a lot of grandparents, Lance, who are listening right now, who are saying, you know, I know that Christmas is going to be kind of a blur. It's going to be a one and done for us. And we want to be more intentional. I mean, there it's, it, there's no secret, if you look at George Barna's research, that mm. more and more young people, millennials, Generation Z, have less and less of a biblical worldview. I mean, I think he mentioned that in the during the pandemic, it was 6% of all adults, but you get down to millennials and Generation Z, it's 2 to 3% actually have a real biblical worldview. It doesn't mean that they're not going to church. They just right. don't see it that way. You've created a, a vehicle here for grandma and grandpa to kind of come in and fill in the gaps without running over mom and dad, you know, in terms of using this book. Talk about why that's important for us to be intentional as the gray hairs continue to mount. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, when you look at the Old Testament and you look at the life of David, he wanted to make sure that he was able to proclaim the, the arrival of the Messiah and the coming of the Messiah to his generation. And I think that so many times as grandparents, we feel like, I, I am a grandparent. I have, I have 19 grandchildren. Oh, my. Okay? So I, I know what it means to be a grand, grandfather and to realize that as we give this book to our children and they can teach it to their children, the importance of that. And I think that as grandparents have the opportunity to give something to their children, something of, of eternal value, not something like a gift you're going to receive and throw away six months from now, but something you can use every year at Christmas time. And it can be something that's repeated in the lives of your children. And you know, even in the book, we have a four and a half pages of ideas that you can do with your children to help them understand, how do I understand these promises? How do I memorize these promises? How yes. do I apply them to my life so that I can use them not just at Christmas time, but all throughout my existence? Yeah. And I'm so glad you put this in book form because I, oftentimes... I'll be driving. I'm one of those radio listeners in the car still, and I'll hear a sermon like yours and say, boy, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. And then it'll sink in and I'll remember some of what you said. But if I don't 
purpose to make sure I've got something tangible, you know, and in this case, a bound book. I don't do eBooks. I, don't, I call me old fashioned. I don't know how it is for you, Lance, but I just, I don't want Kindle. You know, I mean, I, I want a paperback, right, I want a hardback. And, and, and that's what you've given us is you've given us a resource that we can use in that way to be very intentional. And even if it's just having it, you know, sitting out on the coffee table or on the mantle at, at home or whatever, to get nothing better than having a child wander over, pick it this up. It's got a cool cover and say, hey, will you read this to me? I mean, right. that, that you begin to see that happening. Pastor Lance Sparks is my guest today here on the bottom line, senior pastor at Christ Community Church in Muscovina. Uh, they're not having service every day of the week during Christmas yet, but don't be surprised <laughs> if maybe next year or the year following they will. That's what are your service times for the Christmas season? And then of course, it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Right. They'll be at 9 and 1045 every Sunday. And then of course, on Christmas Eve Sunday, which is Christmas Sunday, we have a Christmas Eve service at five o'clock. All right. And that's going to be uh, one to, to it's a perfect time. It's a perfect location for those who are in the U.S. Covina area. And I encourage our bottom line show listeners who are in within driving range. If you don't have a church home this year, uh, maybe you're in between churches, you just moved or maybe there was something happened. I know a lot of churches have been in kind of transitional mode. I uh, highly recommend that you check out what Pastor Lance Sparks is doing with his team, uh, talking about the Christmas Eve worship services and the Advent season that is still ahead. Let's take a quick break and when we come back more of my conversation with Pastor Lance Sparks of the Living Word radio program here on Bright and the pastor of Christ Community Church in West Covina. Uh, that link is up at thebottomlineshow.com as well. More of this conversation in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Pastor Lance Sparks is my guest today here on The Bottom Line for Southern California listeners of KBRT, our flagship affiliate for The Bottom Line show, AM740. Lance has been on, how many years have you been on right now? I know that you've been on the whole time Bottom Line show's been on, which we're in our 13th year. How long have you guys been on the radio? You know, we, we've been here for 29 years. Wow. And uh, I think it was maybe year two or three we started with Bright. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. I think we started just on the weekends, or I think mm -hmm. we started just when there was daylight savings time. Okay, we could yeah. Be on at a certain time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, that probably was 25, 26 years ago. Fantastic. Fantastic. And the radio, I mean, I love the fact that obviously Christ Community Church is a fantastic church, full service, you know, I mean, in terms of the two services every Sunday, the different programs that you run for kids. We've got a link for their website, of course, up at thebottomlineshow.com. But the Living Word broadcast kind of expands what you're doing with Christ Community Church and takes it to a whole different level. And we and I were talking during the break about the fact that there are certain members of Congress, the business world, that are saying, hey, everybody should have Spotify or Sirius or something like that. And we don't want to just make AM radio, you know, the the kind of standard equipment on a vehicle and, and yeah. how wrong that is. I mean, I'm glad that they thought better of it for this year, but talk about the, the impact that being on terrestrial radio has had on your church, but also on the living word uh, Bible program. Yeah. I, I think that for, for us as a church, we realized that the majority of all of our visitors come because of way of radio. Really? I mean, you can look up on the internet, you can find our church, that kind of stuff, but people listen. In fact, I talked to two people just this past week who've been here, both been here for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And they came because they heard us on the radio. Love it. And that's how they first came to Christ Community Church. Mm -hmm. And so when I meet a visitor on Sunday, I love to meet new people. Uh, they'll tell us, you know, we heard John Cabright, and that's how we found your church. Uh, and so I, I think it's so important for, for that vehicle to be used continuously. People need to hear the word of God. And uh, if you can get the word of God out by way of radio, it's just incredible. And I, and I think that, you know, you know, like me, I, I got a, I had a 40 minute drive to church mm. where I live. I live in Fontana. 
Mm-hmm. You got a 40 minute drive. That's with no traffic. With traffic, you know, I got an hour and a half drive. Yeah. And uh, so it's people who come uh, to work and commute to work, they're listening to something. And if you mm-hmm. give them something worth listening yes. to, they'll keep tuning in. And I had people in our church now who listen on the radio, who come here every week, they still listen at 930 in the morning and tell me what I'm preaching on because I don't even know what I'm preaching <laughs> on half the time on the radio. Right, right, yeah. But they'll tell me, I listened to you this morning or I listened mm-hmm. to you this past week. Mm-hmm. And so uh, our own people are listening. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're able to reach many people with the truth of the gospel. And that's what's most important. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, trust me, if you're watching on myhopenow.com right now, which is kind of a, a secondary platform for us, kind of a new one that we've only done in the past year or so, uh, you get a chance to see Pastor Lance Parks. He's actually in the sanctuary at Christ Community Church right now. It's all decked out for Christmas, and it's a it's a beautiful sight. So if you do not have a church home, or if you're looking to maybe God's leading you from your current congregation, and you're in the West Covina area, uh, as Lance said, it's only a 40-minute drive from Fontana when, the, when you hit the signals, right? So, um, well, uh, signals on that. <laughs> And straight shot right up there on a Sunday morning. I uh, highly recommend you the church and uh, on terrestrial radio right now, go to myhopenow.com when you have a chance to do so. Look at how beautiful the sanctuary is and get a chance to a feel for Pastor Lance Sparks, who is a pulpit minister with Christ Community Church in West Covina, but also the Bible and Living Word uh, radio program, uh, 25 plus years here on K-Bright, currently are weekday mornings, 9.30 to 10 a.m right here on AM 740. Uh, the Christ of Christmas is the new book by Lance Sparks, The Man of Promise, Foretold and Fulfilled. We've got a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And Lance, as we wrap up our conversation here, I'd love for you to uh, kind of encapsulate what we've been talking about with regard to the Advent season. I mean, you'd mentioned that this is when we anticipate the birth of Christ. And for those who are in Christ, it's when we also anticipate his return. But you made a very compelling case earlier for the way this book is put together and why it's important for us to celebrate Christmas all through the December, not just for the 24th and 25th or even the four Sundays. Talk about that. Yeah, I think that, you know, for, for us, for me personally, uh, we tried to focus the book on one theme, and that was the man of promise. Amen. Who is he? Uh, I've read a lot of Christmas devotionals. I have tons of them in my office and my mm-hmm. home, and I read them all the time and I enjoy them. But they, they have different portions of scripture, which we talk about different things of the coming of the Messiah, which is all great. We wanted to focus in on who is Jesus Christ? Who is the Messiah of Israel? How do we know that Jesus right. is the fulfillment of that? And so that's what we did. My son, who coaches football in, out in the San Bernardino area, uh, bought six copies to give to mm. all of his coaches. Love it. Because he wants them to understand the importance of the incarnation. Who is Jesus Christ? Yes. And everything about our lives and the gospel centers around the identity of the Messiah and the ministry of the Messiah. Yes. Who is he and what did he do? And the book basically focuses in specifically on that, that he is the, he is the one from the promised seed in Genesis 3.15 all the way to the book of Malachi, the son of righteousness. Amen. And how do we know that Jesus is the fulfillment of that? And that's the purpose of the book. And we want people to understand that this season is something that you celebrate, not just for 25 days or one day, but throughout your entire life, because the birth of Christ affects everything that we do. Amen. Amen. I I can't echo these amens enough for what Pastor Lance Sparks is saying, what he's teaching from the pulpit, and now what he's written about in this brand new book, The Christ of Christmas. And when you look at the link at thebottomlineshow.com, Lance is us to go through the church's site to to purchase or just Amazon, or where where do you recommend we, uh, we make the purchases for the book? 
Uh, you can go through the church. You can go to Amazon if you want to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's available there as well. Uh, it, uh, what's the other place? Barnes and Noble. You can get mm-hmm. it there. Sure. Um, but you know, the church is probably the easiest way. Sure. Yeah, do that. Well, we'll put the church link up at thebottomlineshow.com so our listeners can get multiple copies. Because again, I'm thinking, okay, if you're a parent and you've got adult children and you want them to pass this knowledge on to their children, this is a great thing to uh, to give to them. And don't wait till the 25th to give it to them. <laughs> give, yeah. give it Absolutely. to them now. <laughs> yeah, right. At that point, you'll be planning it for next year. And Lord only knows what's going to happen in 2024. We don't want to take right. any, we don't want to take anything for granted. Lance, what do you, when you see the world around us, you see what's happening in Israel right now, and we understand that there are people who are trying to, you know, lower bloodshed and try to minimize body counts and things of that nature. But we in the body of Christ see that with a, a different set of eyes. What encourages you the most about what's happening, even in spite of the tension and the bloodshed that's going on right now? You know, I shared this with my church a number of weeks ago when everything first happened in October with, in Israel, helping them understand that that nothing has taken God by surprise. Right. It's all foreordained it's all been predetermined and god has a marvelous plan everything is setting the stage for for the second coming of the messiah and uh as you look at the middle east because everything about prophecy centers around the middle east the land of israel all that's going to happen there and trying to help people understand that israel just has 10 percent of what god promised them uh in the old testament i think there's 38 different references in the old testament about the uh, the land of israel and what it encompasses and uh, it's very important for us to understand that because God, it's his land and God gave that land to his people. And one day he's going to come back and rule and reign in Jerusalem on the throne of David in that land. And so we anticipate the coming Psalm 122, verse number six, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you who love Amen. the Lord. Amen. And uh, if you love the Lord, you're going to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. And uh, God's got a special plan for his people, Israel. And I think that we need to be aware of that and be praying for them. I love that. That's a beautiful sentiment, and especially if, uh, as we see some of the folks on the progressive side, so-called, in the body of Christ, who are are frustrated with the, you know, the violence, the bloodshed that's there. Uh, that's not our call is to be angry with that, but rather to be prayerful and mindful of what God is doing there, and uh, and praying for the peace of Jerusalem is uh, standard operating equipment for those of us who are in the body of Christ. Pastor Lance Sparks, Bible teacher on Living Word, which is heard every weekday morning, 9.30 a.m. on K-Bright, a.m. 740, our flagship affiliate here in Southern California, also pastor of Christ Community Church in West Covina. We've got a link there at thebottomlineshow.com for the church, and also specifically how you can get his most recent book, The Christ of Christmas, The Man of Promise Foretold and Fulfilled. Lance, great to see you we have to do this again not in 10 years but maybe you know maybe next year christmas time for sure but god's richest blessings to you your family the church the ministry from all of us here at the bottom line good to see you again i appreciate it have a great day merry christmas to you well a great conversation always wonderful to catch up with lance sparks the senior pastor of christ community church in west covina and if you're looking for a church home or just a church to visit uh, especially during the advent season i highly recommend lance's spot uh, especially if you're in the Inland Empire, uh, if you're uh, anywhere along the 10 that takes you up to the, uh, or the 210 that takes you into West Covina. Uh, we've got the website for Christ Community Church up at thebottomlineshow.com. And oh, by the way, my goodness, everyone Wednesday, everyone's being so generous with us. A lot of our guests are just coming loaded with stuff. David Jeremiah had the five Advent devotionals in the book, Why the Nativity? And now we've got um, uh, Pastor Lance Sparks offering us not one, not two, 
not three, not four, but five copies of his book, The Christ of Christmas, which is a perfect devotional, something you could start using this Friday, even if you choose to. Uh, thank you, Lance, for those books. And we've, we're giving them away today. Get in on the call and then the, the giveaway. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, we have five copies of Pastor Lance Sparks' outstanding Christmas devotional book called The Christ of Christmas. Would love to send one to you. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break... Got a story about redemption, sort of, about uh, our past, about uh, what it's like to kind of have the sort of past that some people aren't really fond of, and then ask the question, there but for the grace of God, what happens when someone who's supposed to be working to build a better community, a better family as a teacher, as an educator, uh, has a checkered past that some people can't see beyond? We'll take a look at that story coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to Pastor Lance Sparks of uh, Living Word, the Bible teaching program heard every weekday morning at 9.30, Monday through Friday, right here on Kbright AM 740 in Southern California, simulcasting on uh, AM 1240 in San Diego. And uh, Lance, of course, the senior pastor of uh, Christ Community Church in West Covina. And if you're looking for a place to worship during the Advent season, Sunday services, 9 and 10.30, and then, of course, a Christmas Eve service, as you mentioned, at 5 p.m., and a uh, great church, great Bible, just solid Bible teaching. Lance is a great guy. And did you hear him say he has 19 grandchildren? Good golly. I think he and his wife have eight kids. Anyway, they got, it's, Lisa and I are running far behind. Uh, we have four grandchildren so far, uh, a couple more waiting in the wings. We're super excited about that. And of course, you know, as we get closer to delivery days in March and April, we're going to be ecstatic, especially old grandpa here sitting behind the microphone. Hey, I'm sorry I wanted to close with it today. And I, and I think this is, it's kind of interesting because I understand the concerns of the parents, but I also, as a Christian, who knows what it's like to have your sin forgiven, and I was reading this fabulous quote, I think it was from Chesterton, talking about what it means to be a Christ follower. Gina Williams, a longtime bottom line show listener, um, who's been a huge support for the program from her days of working at Azusa Pacific University, and now she and her husband enjoying retirement. Uh, I think she posted it on her page. I'm going to dig through my Facebook and see if I can find it because it was, it just really, uh, it, it spoke to me. I mean, in terms of what it said about our, our sins and, and being forgiven. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll this, um, we'll, we'll take a look at that 
uh, as soon as we get through the story. The story involves a woman by the name of um, Ashley Ketcherside. And she is someone who works for the, uh, uh, the school district in Texas, Godly Inter- uh, Independent School District. And she works as a coach. Uh, she's a cheerleading coach. She works with um, uh, school board curriculum there with regard to helping. To, she's on the uh, School Health Advisory Council, the SHAC, which every state requires by law that school districts have. And these councils provide recommendations to school boards on all sorts of things, uh, whether it be health care protocols for student, health education. Uh, they also are the ones who determine the... Um, uh, you know, like the sex curriculums that are there. Now, in Texas, it's that way. In California, of course, People's Republic of California has passed laws to where states don't have to provide any sort of sex education. But once they do, if they farm it out to someone, say like, oh, Planned Parenthood, then parents can't complain about it. Uh, in the Godly School District in, in Texas, the School Health Advisory Council provides recommendations to school boards on health education protocols, what is grade level appropriate, what kind of curriculum for sex education, this, that, and the other thing. Um, You can see a video that's up on YouTube of the uh, first council meeting of the year for the Godly Independent School District that happened in October. Um, In the minutes for the meeting, actually Ketcherside is listed as a committee member. Now, committee members are typically appointed to the council by the school board. Um, the same spokesperson for the school board who said that Ketcherside's family joined the district this year. She was appointed to the Long Range Facility Planning Committee by the godly independent school district superintendent, Rich Deer. She also reportedly served as a volunteer on the Family and Community Engagement Committee. She's also on the Godly Athletic Booster Club. Her husband's also on that one. And the parent-teacher organization. And she has a local cheerleading group in the area as well. Well, that's all very well and good. So why am I telling you this story? Well, apparently some parents became a little suspicious because they heard her talking about the fact that in addition to all the volunteer work she was doing, that she and her husband had several side businesses that they were running. And you know, I'm just going to be blunt here for a second. We are a rather gossipy lot, aren't we? I mean, as people go, you're sitting there going, hey, I drive this car and someone else pulls up in a nicer car. And the first thing we think of in our flesh is, wow, that's a nice car. I wonder what they did to get that. And here's a woman who appears to be, you know, fairly attractive and is, you know, there with her husband and a couple of kids in this district. And someone starts, you know, getting a little jealous. And the next thing they do, uh, you got different parents who start to investigate Ashley Ketcherside's background. Now, when it says parents here in the story from Fox News, I'm going to take it a step further, okay? And and correct me if I'm wrong here. When it says out of suspicion, parents started to investigate Ashley Ketcherside's background. I'm going to say out of suspicion, moms began to investigate her background. I'm sure they did. (laughs) I, I would, trust me, I'm a dad. I'm also a grandpa. If a woman was there and was talking to Lisa and me and this, that, and the other thing about, you know, businesses and stuff like that, I can assure you I would not spend one second of my time digging into the background to find out about her background. Lisa might. She's kind of tech savvy that way. I wouldn't. I don't care. I mean, I really honestly don't. But it turns out that Ashley Ketcherside, her birth name is, is Ashley Villalobos. Okay, fine. Um, 
one of the parents did a search on a LexisNexis search that found out that she uncovered several emails that she had used in the past. And this is where it gets interesting because one of the emails matched an email address to a woman who has an account on an escort site. Now, you and I both know what the definition of a quote-unquote escort is. Um, In Texas, by the way, escort sites are completely legal. Theoretically, if a guy goes online to an escort service and he asks a woman to accompany him to a social event and they do it, you know, kind of pretty woman where uh, uh, she goes to the races with the guy, you know, that uh, that's fine. You know, I mean, I pay you a certain amount. We go to dinner, we go to a social event. That's it. Okay. However, you and I both know that oftentimes escort service and quote unquote massage service are code words for leads to sexual engagement. In Texas, escorting is legal, but once money is exchanged for sex, that act now becomes prostitution, and that is a misdemeanor. Well, guess what? If you do a search of Tarrant County uh, criminal records, a woman named Ashley Villalobos was in fact convicted on prostitution charges back in 2012 and 2016. There was another legal issue that came up where a judge signed an injunction not permitting specific children to, quote, visit any place of Ashley Villalobos' residence due to the fact that she is a, quote, unquote, known prostitute. Now, that goes back to 2016. So needless to say, the school district acted very quickly. They found out that this known prostitute is on all these family committees and sex ed committees, and the story begins to unravel, and next thing you know, she's off of every committee, so is her husband. Boot, 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 boot. There they go. But here's the interesting thing. According to Fox Channel 4 in uh, Godly, Texas, because they did an investigation, they notified the parent that this parent could no longer serve on district committees or in other volunteer capacities effective immediately. But then when Fox News asked them, are these background checks required for any of the positions that Ashley Ketchertside served in, the district said, yes. So then the district said, well, obviously the district would not knowingly allow anyone to work in a staff position or to volunteer with certain criminal convictions in their background. But for whatever reason, Ashley Villalobos' criminal history of soliciting as a prostitute in 2012 and 2016 didn't show up in the criminal records. Or that's what the district said. So why... Did all this happen? And is it a bit extreme? May I make the case that potentially it is a bit extreme? At least from our vantage point as Christians. I'll explain why coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know, I'll never forget the moment I met my grandson, Isaac. It actually wasn't in the delivery room. That was the first time I held him. But 
The first time I actually met Isaac was when I went with his mother to her ultrasound appointment, and the ultrasound technician showed us a picture of that eight-week-old baby in the womb. Uh, you know, I encourage you to contact Preborn right now and make a donation to provide that same experience for another family. Maybe there's someone in your family who's expecting a child right now. They've had the ultrasound. You've seen the picture. You've heard the heartbeat, and you think, wow, how can I bless someone else? Studies show that 83% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see that ultrasound either choose to become mothers and raise the children on their own or release the child for adoption. It cuts the risk of, it cuts the rate of abortion dramatically. But your donations are necessary right now to get more ultrasound machines into preborn health clinics. Give a gift online when you go to kbrightradio.com and click the banner that says preborn. Cute little baby there wrapped up in a blanket. Or give a gift over the phone. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, that's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn, make a donation. Every ultrasound machine could do 250 ultrasounds per year, so give a gift right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Just a couple moments left for you to call in. It's everyone Wednesday, and we want to keep Crystal as busy as we can. I think we've given away the five Advent devotionals from Dr. David Jeremiah and his book, uh, Why the Nativity. We're still giving away Pastor Lance Sparks' book, The Christ in Christmas, great devotional book, perfect timing because you can get it just in time for use during the month of December. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Taking a look at a story of a woman by the name of Ashley Ketcherside, Apparently, that's her married name. Her birth name is Ashley Villalobos. And even though she served in the Godly Independent School District in Texas on the Long Range Family Planning Committee and on the uh, uh, Family and Community Engagement Committee and the PTO and the Booster Club, et cetera, et cetera, uh, certain parents got a little nosy, got a little jealous of the fact that she and her husband were talking about, uh, maybe not bragging, but talking about multiple businesses that they ran and as people started doing some Google searching online, they discovered that this woman actually had been convicted not once but twice for soliciting prostitution and actually had a judge in a separate issue write a kind of cease and desist with regard to her back in 2016, saying that no one, I mean, if you've got kids, they're not allowed in her home. Now, I'm going to explain why I think the board acted a little too hastily and a little too prematurely. First and foremost, we mentioned before the whole thing about the escort service and then the prostitution thing. And we all know that prostitution happens at escort services. That's that, not you know, whatever it is. But the fact that these are misdemeanors in Texas and because they're misdemeanors, that's why these crimes didn't show up on our criminal record when these nosy parents decided to do that. Quite frankly, shame on the school district for not doing a thorough background check. Um, I'm disappointed in the parents for doing it, but they did due diligence. I don't think their motives were right. I mean, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like they were trying to dig up dirt on this woman. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, prostitution's a slap on the wrist and no big deal. But let's remember, too, the last conviction was seven years ago. Did anyone bother to take a look at what this family's life is like today? Did anyone bother to ask if they're involved in the church, if they would give a confession of profession of faith? Has anyone gotten some character witnesses to find out where they are now? Can you imagine what our lives would be like in Christ if every time we got some kind of advantage, God said, yeah, but you remember 10 years ago? Remember 15 years ago? 
I'm not suggesting that we should turn a blind eye and a deaf ear with a knowing wink to someone who engages in prostitution or gambling or any sin. Take your pick. But at the same time, though, what have we become as a culture and where are we as Christians? If we're not willing to say, yes, I once was lost and now am found, was blind, but now I see. I mean, the essence of the gospel story involves a woman who was engaged in prostitution. We're talking Mary Magdalene, Old Testament, go to Rahab. I mean, there's a long line of that. When we get right down to it as Christians, let us not be the people who take a look at this kind of casually from a 35,000-foot spot and then start gossiping about what's going on. Maybe this becomes a point of conversation. Now, I'm not suggesting that she shouldn't have eventually been removed from the board. Maybe there's some other uh, extraneous circumstances that come up and uh, the time on the board should be limited or, or eliminated. But we can be so quick to judge the sins of others, not showing any kind of forgiveness and forgetting that the essence of who we are as Christians are forgiven sinners. Do we not have the same baggage in our own lives that we carry around? God says, I've forgiven you, go and sin no more. To the woman caught in adultery, he said, I don't condemn you, I don't condone you, go and sin no more. When we stand before the foot of the cross, claiming the blood of Jesus as payment for our sins and washing us clean from sin, God says, in essence, now go and sin no more. Are we willing to be people who say, the forgiveness that has been shown to me can also be shown to you, brother? could also be shown to you, sister, because of what Christ did for us on the cross? May it ever be so that that be our testimony. That's good news, and that's the bottom line.